1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks to Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He's going to help you out and help you keep it running, I hope. 14 below zero. Good morning, Dan. Happy New Year, I think.
0: Good morning, Burr. (laughs) That is uh, is frigid, isn't it?
1: It really is. And I I have a couple of questions we'll get to, uh, but, but we've already had folks calling in. And if you do have a car care question, this is the guy you want to chat with. Uh, 651-989-9226 to call in your question. Otherwise, you can send a text. That number is 81807. Your car care questions for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Well, I'll tell you what, I do have a couple of my own questions, but I don't want to keep these folks waiting, Dan. So should we put you to work right away? Sure, that sounds great. Okay, Tom and Osio is first up here. Uh, Tom, you're on with Dan.
2: Hi. Good morning. Uh, 206 Buick Lucerne, 139,000 miles. New uh, AC, 100,000 miles, spark plugs
0: at uh, 30,000 miles ago, and I've developed an engine miss under
2: acceleration, and normally the engine is warm, and if I crowd it, uh, I get a little pop through the intake system, and the check engine light will flutter and maybe stay on, and it... uh,
0: then it seems fine if I don't crowd it. I have taken, the with the engine running, sprayed
2: all the coil packs, the spark plug wires that I could get at with a spray bottle of water. Uh, no results. Took it to a friend who has a snap-on scan tool. Uh, all that will register is that the engine does misfire, but it won't pick out a particular cylinder. Uh, yeah. Can, can you help me along? It, it, does it
0: have three coil packs on it? Yes, it does. It does. It, does it... Yeah. So, I'm sure one of those is failing. And unfortunately, there's no until you can get it failing long enough for the engine to identify it. It it's a little bit tricky to identify which one it is exactly, but you're you're certainly describing a secondary ignition misfire. And so you're on the right track. Uh you just need to identify which coil it is. Um, it could be it could be a spark plug or a wire also but but because of the the model of the car, we just have seen so many coil problems with that so unless you 're willing to completely change all of the secondary the spark plugs and the wires and uh, you could start doing one coil at a time and and then just keep you know buy one coil and just keep switching they 're not hard to switch uh, and then just keep switching. The coils until you nail the one that uh, that solves it for you. But if it's due for a good secondary tune-up, I would recommend you do that first anyway because it's you know because it's due. Put in new spark plugs and wires, and then like I say, start start messing with that coil. And uh, if you're just patient with it, you'll be able to identify which one it is. Okay. We do that actually quite often when we're trying to do diagnostics on on coil over uh, plugs will and where we'll identify which cylinder is we'll actually switch the coils from one cylinder to another and see if the misfire moves with it. And of course if it does then you know that's the problem. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. But I would start I would I would just start moving the coil, you know, buy one coil and then try it in all three places and you'll find exactly which one it is.
1: There you go, Tom. Thanks for the call. Happy New Year. Uh, let's go to, by the way, there's a line open if you want to use it to ask Dan your car care question. 651 989 Send a text if you like, 81807. Russell is calling from Burnsville. Russell, you on with Dan.
2: Yes, good morning, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Great. We're staying warm. Hope you are too.
2: Oh, yeah. Nothing but the best. Say, a couple weeks ago, you uh, mentioned Volkswagen diesels in the winter and that, and I wanted to tell you that, for 10 years, I had a Volkswagen turbo diesel injected that I drove over the over the road. I had a seven-state territory, and in 10 years, I drove it over 300,000 miles. Now, I did put a tank heater on it, and that made all the difference in the world as far as it starting. because a lot of times I was up in northern North Dakota or the northern Minnesota or the UP of Michigan. It would get 35, 40 below zero sometimes at night. And it would start just like it was July. Mm. Secondly, yeah. is is one of the things that they told me when it was new was make sure you use nothing but synthetic oil in these things to make sure they start well in the winter. So that was always another tip. And then uh, Volkswagen used to have a, a product that you added to the diesel fuel, kind of an anti-gel formula called One Step. And when the weather got... Uh, Below ten degrees or so, I made sure that every time I put fuel in it, I put some of that one step in it.
1: All right, okay, interesting, Russell. I don't remember I talking about tr- that topic, but uh, but Russell, yeah, uh,
2: I
0: think those Denny, are three great tips. Hmm. Uh, that, that's exactly that's exactly what you should be doing if you have a diesel vehicle when it's just cold and and you want it to be sure that it'll start. Those are those are three great things to do.
1: So. Excellent. All right, Russell. Thanks. Thanks for the tips. Very good. We have smart listeners all the way around.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah.
1: Uh, a texter says that. By the way, we we uh, I missed this text earlier. Uh, good morning. It says listening to your show in Grand Forks, North Dakota, while delivering the Herald newspaper there in twenty-two below temperature. Wow. Thank. Wow. Thanks for yeah. listening. Uh Here's yeah. here's a text, Dan. That says uh, leaving for three months battery maintainer on the vehicle in the garage should we do that should they use a battery I think, maintainer
0: I think so it's, if it, it you want it to be a very very low trickle charge uh you just want to keep the battery alive without overcharging it and burning it up but uh, but yeah those battery maintainers work great uh we use them all the time with customers who who don't drive their car very much and uh, I think it's a good idea You know, we talked about it. I think last week, where if you leave a battery in a vehicle and let it go dead, it'll freeze. And if it freezes, that wrecks it.
1: Guess what happened? Guess what happened to Tony's vehicle in the last few days? Yeah, I think (laughs) I was trying to figure out how long because it's parked outside, and I think the battery is about five years old. And yeah, that could be. So you got the heat of the summer and the cold of the winter and uh, it's dead. I can't even jump it.
0: No, is that right? No. So you'll have to... Uh,
1: what is that clicking sound I get? Is that the starter? It,
0: well, it's the it's the solenoid trying to stay engaged, and there's not enough voltage to yeah. keep it engaged.
1: So Son of a gun. Well, if
0: you uh If you just let it warm up, uh, you know, you can get by without it. And this was my advice last week, too. Yeah. When it's just cold, if you don't need the vehicle today... Uh, or until, you know, the weather gets back above zero, just leave it and it'll be fine. Mm. And then when it gets back, when it gets back above zero, it certainly will. And uh, and that'll solve your problem for you.
1: I hope so. you're right. All right. And well,
0: you're you're my friend, so if you have a little, uh, we'll get Lloyd's automotive involved and we'll <laughs> get you we'll get you fixed just, up. Don't just, you worry.
1: Just like always. All right. Hang on, Dan. We're gonna take a break. We've got Joe and Walt on the line and texters as well. 651-989-9226 or send a text, eight 81- one.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: We're in the midst of our car care show here on 830WCCO with the help of Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And Dan, tell everybody where uh, where Lloyd's is located.
0: Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. Uh, you can find us on the web at Lloyds Automotive, L-L-O-I-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net. Or give us a call. We're closed for the uh, holiday weekend, but we're, uh, we'll be open next week at 651-228-1316.
1: Very good. That's a great website, by the way. Love it.
0: Oh, looks thank good. You. Yeah, looks we, just, good. we just redid that. Yeah.
1: Looks good. Well, I'll tell you what, Dan, we do have folks on the line and texters as well, so let's uh, get uh, some help their way. Uh, who's been waiting the long? Joe is calling from iSanti. Joe, you're on CCO with Dan.
2: Yes. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is I enjoy your program. One the one only problem I have with it is it's not quite long enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you, Joe.
2: I've learned a lot. Uh, my son has a Ford Escape with a four-cylinder turbo, and when it gets below zero, it trips a code, something about the wastegate on the turbo. And he said it runs just the same, runs fine. Uh, and if he resets it after it warms up, he said it gets cold again, and it'll it'll trip the same code. Is there a problem with that? There,
0: there could be one thing. One thing that he that he, he might do, or you might help him do, or ha- have him take it in and have done, is have that have that clean. That wastegate—it's a valve. It's a valve on the turbo that opens and closes at appropriate times. And uh, sometimes they get sticky, and and when you add cold weather to it, sometimes they get even stickier. And so try cleaning it and see if that takes care of it. But and, and you're not experiencing any. Uh, consequences from it. I'm not sure. They're, and it's expensive to replace. Mm. I'm not sure I would get after it until it gets more serious. But but I would try having it clean first because we have had some success
1: with that. Okay. Get it clean. There you go, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the nice comments, too. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That line is open. Walt is calling from Plymouth with a question, I believe. Go ahead, Walt. Thank you.
2: Yes, I uh th- well, first of all thanks for taking my call. I sure. appreciate it. Sure. I have a '94 Buick Century with the radio and cruise does not work, and I'm wondering if it's the same fuse that's hidden or I don't see it on the fuse block.
0: Yeah, I doubt if it is the uh same fuse uh and without looking at a wiring schematic, I wonder what would be common about them if anything. Um, I've told people this before, if you're handy enough and and sophisticated enough to be able to look at a wiring diagram of the radio and the cruise control, you can get those wiring diagrams. Maybe you can even get them online now if you do the right search for them, Uh, but certainly you can get them at the library. And uh, there's perhaps something common about the two of them. Uh, I don't know if it's, I doubt if it's a power supply uh, but they could share a common ground, or they could go through a common connection, like through the firewall or something like that, and and the the problem could be there. But the easiest way to start tracking that down, which I do a lot of, is to get the picture of how the whole thing works in your mind by looking at the wiring diagram, and uh, and then I think you can have some success that way.
1: All right. I wonder how many folks actually go to the library these days. You know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't (laughs) know. They're great places. You know that information is so available online. It is. It's so true.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 651-989-9226 if you have a car care question for Dan Burns. 651-989-9226. If it's easier, send, uh, send us a text. That is 81807. Speaking of which... Uh, is it? I know we have talked about the the topic of gasoline before. Is it okay? Texture says to use high octane fuel in a vehicle that does not require it. Does it help in this cold weather?
0: It does not help in the cold weather. Um, the uh, it does not hurt. You certainly can use yeah. a premium fuel uh, if the manufacturer even whether the manufacturer recommends it or not. It doesn't hurt anything, but but it's not necessary. Uh, all of the fuels right now have an alcohol additive in them anyway, which, which I, if you remember many years ago, we used to talk about gas line freeze all the time, and mm-hmm. of course that doesn't happen anymore uh, because there is alcohol in it. We used to add alcohol to the gas to uh, to solve that problem, but uh, now they, they add it for us, so we don't have to worry about that. But it uh, doesn't hurt anything, but it's not necessary.
1: Just a little more expensive,
0: yeah. A little more expensive, yep. yeah.
1: All right. Uh, if you want to send Dan a text, eight one eight zero seven. Otherwise, call us six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. D is calling from Albertville. D, you're on CCO with Dan.
2: Good morning. I have a question about a two thousand six HHR, and it runs, starts, idles like a top. I have two hundred and nineteen thousand miles on it. Wow. I have not touched. Anything on it, and my question is: Should I like just replace the alternator, should I replace the water pump at this point, or should I just keep going with it? I I, I, I,
0: I, would, I haven't yeah, I, touched
2: I haven't touched anything on this car, and it doesn't leak oil or burn oil. It's a great running car.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you've had such success with it. You're pushing it though. I would not placing components. Uh, preventatively. I don't think that makes sense because those components could well go another hundred thousand miles. But what I would do is look back in your owner's manual and you should get caught up on your normal maintenance. For example, the spark plugs should have been changed by now. Uh, There's a number of fluids that should have been changed by now. And I would certainly uh, do the maintenance stuff that's recommended that you're late on, but I would not just start replacing components cuz like I say they could last a good long time or forever and uh, and who knows which one is going to cause you any trouble so so I, kinda no, go- I think uh, good for you I'm glad to hear yeah. this is great
1: success so if it ain't broke don't fix it
0: if it ain't broke don't <laughs> fix it but but do what they tell you yes to
1: do. yes follow the uh, maintenance thanks deep Happy New Year. Thanks for the call. We have more show to come. By the way, Dan's going to be here for but another fourteen, fifteen minutes because we make way for Jack Farrell. So if you do have a car care question, don't wait. Call us or text us, and we'll uh, help you out. Hang on, Dan. We'll take this a bit of a break here. 14 below zero on 830 WCCO. Welcome to
0: Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: And good morning. Welcome to this portion of our car care show here on 830 WCCO. Denny Long here. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive is uh, with us. By, uh, I hope you're nice and cozy, Dan, where you are, <laughs> uh, because it's 14 below here in the Twin Cities. We, you know what? We have some texters we should get to before you uh, take your leave. All right? That sounds good. Very good. Let's see. Uh, there's a texter that says, leaking radiator on an 86 uh, F-150. Would like to try replacing the radiator myself. Is it easy enough? I have the proper tools, but have never attempted this before.
2: Yeah, it is
0: easy enough. You know, uh, when you look underneath the hood, it looks scary and ominous, but, but you know, for because of the fr- fan shroud and all the things that are underneath there. But if you just start taking stuff off, uh, you'll be amazed at how much it opens up. And once it does get opened up, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be pretty clear. Actually, a radiator is probably one of those things that, other than it being messy in your garage floor, it's Probably one of those things that you can do yourself huh. uh, if you're pretty handy. Yep, I, you, I would attempt it.
1: You guys at Lloyd's changed a lot of radiators over the years.
0: We do, yeah. We, oh, okay. I'm sure we do one it one every day. I'm sure. Oh,
1: really? Wow. All right, yeah. so go for you it. Know,
0: the, yeah, I think it's a good idea. What were you going to say, Dan? I, I was just going to say the the tanks are not all metal like they used to oh, be. Yes. You know, they're they're plastic tanks on a metal uh, um, core. And of course, there's gaskets and clamps involved in, in putting that all together. And over time, those gaskets get old. So that's they, they actually leak quite frequently as they get older.
1: Another text says this, Dan. How effective is it to change the power steering fluid to get rid of the whining sound?
0: <laughs> you know, I don't. Uh, when somebody comes in complaining of a, of a whining sound from a pump, I'm hesitant to sell them a new pump because. Sometimes the new pump isn't any quieter than the old pump. So that's an annoying thing. They have, I I think, changing the fluid is a great idea. That's one thing that does help. And they make some good additives that that are specially made, some synthetic additives that you can add to the fluid that will help with that noise too. But to change the fluid, that's the first thing you should do. And probably the most success we have with trying to quiet down a a noisy pump. Hmm, Interesting. They, they. One more thing, they can, they can uh, go on making that noise for years. Other than that, they're. Other than that, it's annoying. Uh, oftentimes, uh, if you're able to just ignore it, it'll be just fine.
1: Okay, uh, we've heard a lot of reports of uh, accidents this week, Dan. As you know, because of the snow and ice, etc. Uh, and the question is that came in a few minutes ago. Does four wheel drive help? Control on ice. I always see those vehicles in the ditch after they speed past. I'm thinking well, only through snow, etc. Does it help?
0: That's the trouble with four wheel drive. They go better in the snow, but they don't stop any better in the snow. And so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, certainly four wheel drive and all wheel drive is a great thing to have. Uh,
1: but but, in the but, snow. but on ice, that's a whole different story.
0: It's a whole different story. Then then you're. You know, new cars have traction control and uh, for, for braking and for even steering for acceleration. Uh, the cars are pretty smart. And so they do a pretty good job of controlling things on ice, but, but they can't do everything. And uh, so far, they haven't been able to replace a driver, although they're working on it. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> if we'll you want how that goes.
1: Well, if you want to send Dan a text before he takes his leave, uh, that number is 81807. Uh, here's another one uh, 2017 Taurus. Driving outside in the cold, but it is stored in a 45-degree garage, the hood lift cylinders won't hold up the hood anymore. Is that normal?
0: Yeah, no, they need to be replaced. Oh, okay. they're, a hydraulic, they're a hydraulic cylinder, and they have seals in there, and uh, as those seals age, the fluid is bypassing and leaking through, and so, uh, so replace those. And that's doing
1: me a favor too, so
0: that when I'm working on your car, yeah, it doesn't does. drop on my head. I've had that happen
1: before. You have had the hoods drop I on your have. head, yes. So I you, have had that happen. You take no chances anymore. Uh, <laughs> no. Let, let's see here. Um, that that was a uh, the texter says it's a 2017 Taurus. You wouldn't think that uh, that would have that problem in such a newer car yeah. like that. But
0: I, I would check. I would check the warranty. Yeah. On that. but at any at any rate, it needs to be replaced. They're not working right.
1: All right, Uh, Texter says, an 01 Chev Suburban was uh, bought uh, from Texas, sat undriven in Minnesota since July, started right up, and drove 400 miles, filled up with gas. Now it won't start. Uh, Has power, makes no noise when trying to start. So it sounds mighty quiet. That comes from Tony.
0: Yeah, we'd we'd have to do some checking on that. I don't know if the starter just quit or what happened, but... uh you know you you would find out where the power is at where it's getting if the power if power is getting to the starter and the starter's not cranking then uh then it sounds like the starter went out of it but that's uh, that's
1: unfortunate all right let's go back to the phones Dan uh Elaine is calling from Brooklyn Center I believe Elaine good morning you're on CCO
2: well I, my car is sitting outside what when should I try to start it in this I, cold weather just leave it sit <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should that's the best thing you can do is don't do anything with it. If you don't need to, don't do anything with it until the weather warms up. If, if, if it goes through this uh, cold cycle and you leave it alone, on the other side of this cold cycle it'll be just fine and it'll start like it, uh, like it used to. So, so uh, it, that's my advice. Just leave it if you don't have to. Yeah, if to
1: you leave. don't have to leave for any particular reason, uh, yeah, hang in there yep. till, till it warms and, up a little bit.
0: When it's this cold, we should all stay home anyway. That's a good idea. <laughs>
1: and listen to CCO. Yes, I agree. And
0: listen to CCO. Uh, that's right.
1: Uh, texters, thanks, Elaine. Uh, texter says this, my 04 Suburban will not start in extreme cold when immediately engaging starter. However, if I key up and energize the system for 15 seconds then engage the starter, it starts right up. I use uh, the viscosity 030. Uh and have a new battery all tuned up mechanic shop cannot figure it out so it will not start in, it won't start in extreme cold
0: yeah what i'm wondering is if it's cranking or not cranking that's uh that's yeah. what uh what i'm curious about if it's not cranking then i would think that you've either got a starter or or very possibly a relay problem hmm. uh that vehicle has a starter relay and uh, and relays can be a little funny in cold weather so if it's not cranking i would uh, i would check into the starter relay uh uh if it is cranking and it must not be cranking because otherwise turning the key on for 15 seconds wouldn't make any difference wouldn't do anything so yeah, yeah i don't think that would make any difference all right uh, you know oftentimes those relays in the relay box if you find the starter relay if you look at the one right next to it it's it's exactly the same relay so uh one thing that you could do for free is or have your shop do for free is just swap those relays swap them sure and see if that solves the problem.
1: Interesting. Another texter says this, 2015 Nissan Rogue brakes squeal loudly in cold weather every winter. Uh, the mechanic I go to is clueless. How can I stop this? So in, well, in cold weather, brakes squeak, squeal.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, the only thing you can do to really fix a brake squeak is to replace them. Yeah, And uh, sometimes that just doesn't make sense. Uh if it only does it in really cold weather maybe maybe you just want to live with it because like i said, it's going to be expensive to replace both the pads and rotors so um but if you want to get rid of the squeak, that's what exactly what'll do it have the and have it the brake job done professionally because there's lots of things that need to be lubricated properly in order to keep the the squeak away but once you have a squeak going between the pads and the rotors the only way to uh, to really address it is to replace both the pads and the rotors.
1: Well, I tell you what, Dan, we are just about out of time. Maybe we can just grab uh, somebody who works nights wants to know if they should go out once in a while to warm up the car uh, if it's parked outside while they are working.
0: I think that's a good idea. If you could go out you know, every four hours and oh, okay. uh, bring, bring the car up to operating temperature, don't just let it idle, though. Give it a little bit of throttle while you're doing it so that it... Uh, so it's off idle. It needs to, the engine needs to turn a little bit faster than idle uh, in order to keep everything charged up properly. But I think, yeah, when it's just cold, if you go out on your break and start the car and warm it up to full operating temperature till you're getting heat out of the car, I think that's a great idea.
1: Let's do a real quick lightning round for these last two texts. Are aftermarket remote car starters okay for cars, and if so, does Lloyd's install them?
0: We do not install them. Uh, we do see them all the time. I, the reason I don't install them is because I'm hesitant. Uh, people, we see them all the time, and I think they work great. But unless they're installed properly, they can, uh, they can do some funny things with all the computer systems on the car. So yeah. that's why I'm hesitant to put them in myself.
1: All right. Very good, Dan. Well, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you what, one week from today, I hope.
0: I'll be, be, be back in studio a week from today. Sounds good.
1: Good deal. Thank you. How, how do we get in touch with Lloyds? I know you're closed today.
0: You can, best way is to give us a call. Our yeah. phone number is 651-228-1316. You can certainly find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net. L-L-O-I-D-S,
1: LloydsAutomotive.net. Thanks again, Dan. Happy New Year to you and yours, and we'll talk one week from today. We'll see you back in studio. Thanks, Danny. You too. Bye, bye. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch